Okay, hello guys. This is Girinath for another episode of Space Space Podcast. So today we have two amazing people, Martinez and Nicholas from Alter Enterprises. On today's topic, we are going to talk about uh, space uh, networking, basically the networking in space industry and uh, the business sectors which are more you know available in space industry. Most of the people don't know much about space industry. Often they get uh, frightened when it comes to space industry. They see it as you know like they narrow it down, but they don't see it as a broad domain. That that's uh, that's a big problem for most of the people. So we have Martinez and his colleague Nicholas from Old Air uh, Enterprises. So hi guys, can you guys introduce yourself uh, before going further into the podcast? Sure. Nicolas, do you want to go first? Yep, of course. So obviously, uh, Martinez and I, we are uh, founders of Alter Enterprises. Uh, to expand on what Alter Enterprises as a company does, right? We're a space education company and we have this uh, ultimate goal of accelerating the growth of the space industry, right? So as we see currently those financial firms that are predicting, right? For example, Morgan Stanley estimating that space industry is going to reach 1 trillion mark, right, by 2040. We as a company, we want to accelerate and support that growth, right? And obviously, one thing that is needed to drive the growth and the acceleration of this growth, right, is the space workforce, right, and those professionals. So creating those professionals, developing this workforce and giving them this education that they need. So that's what Alter Enterprises is all about. And we do this, obviously, through several things. So one thing is obviously the on-demand platform that we're currently uh, about to roll out very soon in, in the following months that's gonna allow individuals to get those on-demand courses and you know to learn about different segments in the space industry another thing that we do uh, and this is more to foster the international cooperation uh, between the space companies and connect those unconnected regions in the industry is the international space convention which is the, one of the biggest events already this year, even though it's the first time that it's happening. Uh, and it's happening this year in person in Turkey. Uh, but we're going to expand on that a bit later. Uh, and then obviously as alter enterprises and, you know, as individuals, Martinez and I, we have also recently uh, published a book uh, around a month and a half ago, Space Business 101, which is a free resource for individuals that they can download that from alterenterprises.store for free. And they can learn about those opportunities in the space industry and those seven steps that they have to undertake to create their company as one of the uh, leading entities in the field. Yeah. So besides what Nika is, is, is mentioning, that we're at the end of the day, we're just enthusiastic, just like you, Girit. You know, Girinath. We, we're just the same enthusiastic about the space. We you know, love the industry still. I think a lot of people out there and we came across those people before, uh, obviously not to sound too negative, but I think a lot of people sometimes lose that passion because they go more kind of into business and it's very easy to get lost, obviously, on a where you just do day-to-day -day operations and things are very rigid and it's all about planning and strategic execution and partners and doing things. And it's like, becomes like this, you know? And uh, you forget, you forget to look up, you forget to, you know, kind of go back to the kind of key kind of fundamentals and the values of, of 
who you are as an individual or a company, right? So we just want to make sure that we don't get lost. And some from time to time, when these things happen, we just remind each other if that's sending a picture of Mars, you know, something updated version, and it's like, oh my God, that's just amazing, you know. And you you just come back to that moment why you are in space, right? So for individuals for today, again, as we're trying to 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 make sense and add, add kind of two cents from from what we do as a company, you know, if we can give some takeaways and some ideas or thoughts or strategies, you know, try not to lose that. Try not to lose that enthusiasm that that you have. Uh, that's a message to you and to everybody that's listening to this. Uh, that just continue to have that passion, right? Uh, try not to attach and not to think about financial benefits, which of course it's it's you know it's cool. It's it's very nice to get paid for what you love to do, right? So just. Uh, don't get lost in in all the just getting paid and you know and 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 that 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 thing. Just make sure that you know whatever you do uh, in this industry, it's also add add to this uh, big big topics that we see this year, right? You've been yesterday at this uh, small you know event that that you know discussed the opportunities that are in a new space economy and you know sustainability is being one of those. So I think, you know, if we can inspire uh, individuals just to, you know, continue to look up and and see what are the issues, the opportunities, the the problems in, in the space industry, this new space, you know, and they can look at this industry with this lens of space sustainability, that'll be very nice. I mean, that for us, that means, okay, we're doing something right. And if we can see that change, we can track it, right? We can see that change is happening. And we, we adding, you know, value from our side through, you know, as Nika said, through International Space Convention, which is an annual thing, or writing a booklet. By the way, we did that at the same time while we planned International Space Convention, and that's that takes a lot of time as a company. Or that's let's say on-demand courses, and you know, we have a lot of different things that we have on 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 the shelves that have not been executed inside of our company, right? And we just had in kind of one thing at a time because it, it is a lot of work to execute some of those things, right? Uh, but we still, you know, do that with passion. So that's kind of short message. Okay, let's go for the next topic. How did you guys form Alt Air Enterprises and what was the main reason behind it? Can you guys give me the backstory of uh, Alt Air Enterprises? Sure, so we, we can do that for sure. So that's uh, always uh, inspiring, right? Well, for individuals when they hear the stories how big companies like Amazon came about or companies like Apple, for example, how they came around, right? So obviously our story may be a little bit less exciting, I would say, but I mean, well, Martinez and I, we met in this uh, beautiful country of Georgia. That's uh, that's where we met first for the first time where we came across each other. It was a local meeting of uh, space advocates and space enthusiasts, obviously, and uh, that was our first encounter. Uh, then we were back then working on one of the nonprofit organizations. So we were uh, advocating for space exploration and uh, fostering the local activities for, for that degree, right? And then obviously we uh, got along well, right? We connected on not only on the business level, but on individual level as well. You know, we uh, shared some good good stories with each other and, you know, some good memories that we created for us. And then obviously this uh, gaps that we saw in the industry and this uh, passion that we had towards space. So that kind of got united and we, then uh, that, that led to the fruition of what is today Alter Enterprises. So I'm sure Martinez might have some stuff to add to that from his side as well. Yeah. Well, the, the story is that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stories that goes into this. I mean, the, the, you know, 
we we started we started you know if i'm kind of picturing just one thing which is was a non-profit that we both got involved and nika was already kind of running that organization with half a handful of members and i remember i came came to this country back and back at it once again and you know i was kind of more actively seeking to find somebody because that that's where i started kind of transition into space industry from other industry as well uh, as I did before in the past. And I said, okay, like I need to meet somebody locally, right? So what I did, I did that a little bit of research. I went and found some blogs, some articles, looked up people on Facebook and LinkedIn. And it's, okay, who's is, who is here running what, right? So is there an organization? So I came across a few and through those organizations, then Nika also joined a call just like this on a Zoom. Uh, and he was there and we had, you know, this short discussion that became longer discussion in person where I met him and, you know, his team then, and we, you know, talked about the plans, what could be done. Uh, obviously, you know, like in, like in life, you know, people do fall apart. We, we get, you know, distant, uh, distant sometimes from people because everybody, you know, they, they're not going to follow what your idea is, right? But that's okay. Look, everybody here for, uh, for different purposes. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're wrong people. They're bad people. They're just here to, to do something else, right? Uh, they, they run their own show. Uh, but, you know, we stuck to it and Nika was here because, you know, he feels, I think, exactly the same uh, about the space industry. Uh, I'm sure, you know, he's not doing this for uh, for whatever the monetary value, whatever that is. He, he just surely believes because, you know, going towards Mars is, is is what we need, right? We need to think about sustainability and look, space is, is the final frontier. I mean, we, we hear that all the time and, you know, space is, is a very big deal. I mean, it's very much important if we just imagine that we floating on this ball right now while we speak. And when you mentioned before, before this podcast is like, oh, I just been in a job, you know, work there and just came back home. And, you know, like we, we forget yeah. sometimes that we have jobs, we have all these different things, but we just here on this ball and it's just flying into like blackness of space like it's crazy when you think about it right so just the curiosity to think what's out there besides obviously the jobs besides the career besides the everything else that you know became kind of okay this is the thing we became accustomed to a lot of things right like i have my water like i have my cup i have my phone i have like everything is just like normal regular right so i think you know reaching for those kind of untraditional uh uh you know unknown kind of things that we don't know yet. I think, you know, for us, this is exciting, you know, kind of coming back to, you know, that we're naturally just explorers and we like to explore and see what's next. If, if those people, like if it's yourself or somebody else, uh, they want to explore what's there more than, okay, than a job. And I'm not saying, I don't want to continue to emphasize the job and say that's the wrong thing, but, uh, you know, just to, just to go beyond, see what's possible, what we can do as humans, what, what we can be and, you know, where we can see ourselves in the future. I mean, space is the best place to realize that, right? And find those answers. So, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful what we see. We're just very excited, uh, you know, uh, uh, that, you know, obviously our journey, we came together and we stuck to it. And we now grow in this company in a very short time, you know, which we kind of have to pat ourselves on the back, which sometimes we don't do. Uh, but in a very short time, we did a lot as a company. We grew uh, with vertically integrated pro products, you know, in a very short time, we did, you know, big stuff. And one of those is International Space Convention. And, you know, uh, and we just continue to do that to, to try to add value to, to people. Right. Um, and uh, hopefully yeah, everything will That's will pretty much big, well. you know, like that's pretty much big, to be honest. Uh, like I was expecting, you know, like a lot of new space industries in uh, mm. Georgia, Turkey or like. You know, like uh, I was, ex I'm, I'm still expecting a lot of 
uh, space companies in uh, Baltics as well. To be honest, as I was saying to you earlier on yeah. our chat, yeah. so we, I was like the companies which we have currently in uh, currently in the ba- Baltics is not not enough. You know, like we we have nano avionics or uh, like mm-hmm. I I guess nano avionics is the only one here in this industry. They mostly work with cubesats and. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we come uh, back every night. So, but yeah. but that's a good point. Uh, I mean, yeah. we, we we should discuss that briefly. I mean, why is it the case that, for example, in the Baltics, we only have, let's say, nano avionics, for example, that now you know yeah. even became you know acquired. I think what 65 percent by uh, Königsberg as well. You know, which obviously congrats to them. That's a big move and big yeah. step, and you know, in terms yeah. of just this growth. Uh, yeah, so uh, and we're excited again to see them once again because I met their company many times before in different events, different places, and so now to see them in our event this year as well, uh, it's obviously uh, very exciting. Uh, so, but coming back to this issue, I mean, uh, as we talk literally with hundreds of companies, uh, and those companies obviously they're not from Baltics because they're none. The question becomes yeah. why, right? Because we speak also yeah. with a lot of developing regions. And a lot of developing regions, what they lack is, is could be they don't have maybe knowledge because knowledge these days, I mean, it's it's literally everywhere. You can go online if you have access to the internet, which a lot of those developing regions also already have, right? Some of those don't sell, mm-hmm. which probably will be resolved at some point. You can go and, and research the information. You can find, you can download eBooks, free materials. You can watch YouTube videos. I mean, there's so much more that's available. You can find people on LinkedIn and say, look, I like to learn from you. You know, and some yeah. people will spare and dedicate time and actually pour the knowledge that they have, let's say, 20 or 30 years off, right? So it's out there. But now we're speaking about the resources that they don't have, right? Those developing regions. Yeah. And there's still, yeah. so resources could be money, for example, right? But they're still making things happen. Like we see in agencies, we see a few, could be smaller companies, but they're developing. They have a handful of passionate, enthusiastic people, and they manage these resources as much as they can. I mean, they they kind of make things, you know, ends meet, like they make things in a very kind of primitive way and things are look kind of funny for a lot of people that look, you know, kind of from this standard and it's like, oh, look at this, right? But for me, that's inspiring because like, look, they, they try to make something like from, from literally nothing. If you look at yeah. these images before, and we both saw with Nika before, remember Nika, when we shared- You, you uh, mean shared, the ISRO image, right? Yeah, where people like taking, like there's a donkey and the donkey like is taking the the like parts of the rocket, like and people are pushing this yeah. carriage or or the guy is like on a bicycle and on the back of the bicycle is part of the rock. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. Like, but that yeah. for me, it's, it's, it's inspiring. So again, for those people, who have already the, the knowledge, the resources, like the people and individuals in the Baltic states. Like, guys, you need to wake up. Like, look, you already yeah, have we, what we you need, need to have. We need more people, you know? Like, uh, whoever is seeing in Baltics, just guys wake up yeah. and start your own company, launch some rockets, you know? That, that's what I want to see, you know? Exactly. Whether it's good so, or bad, just do it. <laughs> yeah. But the message yeah. is, I mean, how do you communicate yeah. that? You're figuring it. So that becomes, yeah. and that's the value of yeah. the conventions. That's the value of the other conventions because this yeah. convention, we already spoke and we had some plans and uh, we're planning also next year event, which due to uh, mainly the economical conditions, we decided to do uh, fully virtual. So by the way, this is a sneak mm-hmm. peek again for, for your audience that because this is mm-hmm. still unannounced. 
but it will be what it will be the biggest event to date in the space industry and we decided to do it just because mainly on economical conditions so i'm not going to go into details but people can look it up what's going to happen next year uh, but that's the value of these events because we also talked about and we talked about doing an event in Lithuania as well, right? So, yeah. uh, for example, that could be in the year 23, right? Because of those conditions, we decided to do fully virtual. Uh, but Lithuania definitely needs those events. Estonia needs more of these yeah, events. Latvia sure. needs more events. Yeah, it, to this podcast, attention. I also would like to say that, you know, if you need any help in Lithuania, I'm all in. I'll just try to bring more people as well, you know. We have some people uh, who will be interested in space, who can be a part of organizing committee or who can help with their knowledge. That could be more interesting as well. And to be honest, yeah. though, you're the first Lithuanian I saw who's outside of Lithuania, who was doing the space industry. I think I met you through LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, Martinos Pedatovas, what is he doing? And he's like, oh, he works in the space industry. I was like, oh, my God. Guy, right? I found a Lithuanian. I found a Lithuanian well, outside the... of Lithuania. Yeah, but look, it's the same with Nicholas. Nicholas is also yeah. the first the individual who works with this. Yeah. And look, in Nicholas' case, yeah. it's even more crazier because Nicholas have actually never been to a space event before. And now he's going to the first time, which is his organized event. So that's this even is more something crazy. really, you know, you should be proud yeah. of, you know. Yeah. This is like, well, you don't have the opportunity, you make it. Yeah, you can, well, exactly. And that's the message here. I mean, and, and we're working in the region that is developing. I mean, the stories that we have, I mean, even until this day, like every day is like a struggle. And we're not talking about just how to scale things. We're talking about the basics of things, right? So sure. it's things are very, very complex in here, very complex. So just take one piece and just communications. If it's, you know, you need something financing related. I mean, very complex, very complex because of multiple complex, reasons, yeah. just entire region. Right. But it presents a lot of unique opportunities for these companies. Right. Because it's not the complexity, complexity for us, but for them who are already established companies, they can offer some great services from kind of government perspective or private companies. And that's where they're coming. Right. But look, these companies like or individuals, for example, in Lithuania, they have everything everything that they can actually take and, and start executing. But I think that also becomes a problem because we all know that where the issue is. Like we, we become yeah. accustomed to, you know, being comfortable, right? And and then I'm mm -hmm. sure people in Lithuania, as, as me, uh, a citizen of Lithuania, I can tell you, like, there was no moment in my life that I felt comfortable in Lithuania. They'd be like, oh, I'm good. Because Lithuania is also not, not the country that they can, you know, flaunt that we have, you know, tremendous uh, GDPs and, you know, we're doing super well. Yeah. But look, it's the European Union. It has all the benefits that it can offer. So the opportunities is there. So I think now is just for a moment for somebody to actually step out and be like, okay, we need this, we need that, and that's what we do, right? So somebody and who actually yeah. takes takes action. Yeah, and even recently I saw Lithuania signed some contracts or agreements with European Space Agency as well for fundings and some innovation mm -hmm. document. I saw it from the from Innovations Minister's page. So. It's it's really good, you know. Like uh, we have the European fundings now. It's all about starting, you know. We need more people to start it. That that's that's something always, you know. Uh, wants me to, you know, like I, I'm still, you know, like as an international, you have some problems in the citizen citizenship, and uh, 
you know, you cannot work on space. Some people bring space under defense and uh, aviation. We still have a lot of problems even when we start the space industry. So as you said, we are just on the base. We are just leveling the grounds to make sure that everyone has has their own, you know, like ideas. Yeah. So, but yes, Girona, Let, let's... Girona, yeah. just to finish your thought, what you mentioned yeah. about signing deals with, you know, and obviously I see the EU flag uh, in behind you yeah. here as well, which is it's great to see. Uh, the thing is that, look, I would encourage individuals not to wait for, for those signatures to happen, for those deals to be made if that's on a government side. Look, there's plenty of opportunities yeah. from the private side, right? So, so don't wait until, oh my God, now I'm going to wait until ESA will come in and sign a deal with Lithuania doesn't matter it literally doesn't yeah. matter there, there is zero activities like in georgia like almost almost zero like there, there is no contracts georgia is not even eu country so should we wait now cross cross the hands like this and be like no. okay let's wait until now it's gonna get in the eu and sign some deal with isa it's ridiculous no. so so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter let's just go out there and do it and hopefully yeah. some individuals from your podcast today they will realize you don't need to wait for that you just need to go out there yeah, yeah, that that's what something I expect from the people as well, you know. I'm still, you know, like yeah. on uh, my own, you know, I'm just, I'm on my own journey to start my own uh, startup as well in Lithuania. Oh, I'm just oh. trying to figure out something, you know, like uh, figure out the missing pieces in my puzzle so that as you were saying in the seminar yesterday, we need to have a complete uh, idea of what we are going to do as a startup. Uh, most of the startups fail because of that execution part. So, yeah, that's something I need to figure out as well. I'm just still figuring out, to be honest, and I hope it will be figured out. Let's let's uh, talk about something you know, like more common now, about old and new space industry. What are the differences you're seeing? You know, you were saying about private space industries and and uh, ESA and all the stuff. So, how do you feel like? how the whole old uh, space industry was working and uh, how the new space industry is working. Can you just make like a quick comparison from your perspective? Yeah. Like? Sure. So, so I'll give you my personal, and I know that Martinez and I agree on that a lot, just because obviously we wrote the book together and we're also covering that a bit there. But so, so the main differences with the old space industry and the new space industry is that old space industry uh, was more, uh, in, if you look at the timeframes of the project, it was more extended, right? And this was a reason of many things. So one thing was obviously the government bureaucracies, right? Because the office, the government office is that's running that. And sometimes the changes in the office or some uh, political, you know, complications, if it's some um, elections happening and they trying to time those announcements and those missions and the fundings, right, that they are uh, given out. So that extended those timelines. Sometimes some projects were even left without funding and were led to the cancellation, right? Uh, also, uh, you know, reusability was very low, right? It was not a lot of focus on reusability, probably the one thing that was reusable with the NASA and that was also at a later stages was the space shuttle, right? Even that was partially reusable and it had to splash down in the oceans and that had then had to be recovered, right? But now what we see with the private space, uh, everything came down to 
how can you do all those things with as much uh, reduction of the expenses as possible, right? And also to shorten the timelines. And this expenses that people want to minimize the expenses because actually they paying from their own pocket if it's the private company, right? So they want to minimize those expenses. And because of that, they will also want to minimize the timeframes. Why? Because in aeronautics and in space industry, generally the cost of the projects are proportional to the amount of time that the people are working on the project, right? So that's uh, that's why they want to minimize that. And obviously now with reusability that we see uh, with the, let's say, SpaceX introducing, for example, that for the first time, the reusable launch vehicles, right? And now we see a lot of other companies yeah. that also achieving the same, right? And working to improve that as well. So that brought down the cost of the launch to orbit per kilogram from 10,000 from which was in the 60s to now 2000 right now right per kilogram yeah, yeah. so that's that's very that's a very huge i mean progress right and this allows now for a cheaper access to orbit right so a lot of more businesses that were not practical before in the space industry became suddenly very practical and very viable right uh because of that also additionally like the changes in the sizes, right? If we look at the government uh, old space industry that had the bus size satellites that were being developed for many years and then being launched, right? Uh, that's also changed. Now we've seen companies like if it's, let's say, Planet Labs or if it's, let's say, Spire, yeah. right? So they are using those small sat and nano satellite uh, constellations yeah. that are almost as efficient, if not more. And th those can be much cheaper built and much quicker built and are much more reliable as well, right? So that's just uh, a lot of changes and in innovation that we're seeing currently. And uh, this is making uh, access much easier and it's making space more accessible for individuals. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's... my side, the key, key difference differences that there are. Yeah, the, the space industry is becoming more sustainable, as you're saying, like, every day uh, something new is coming up and people are working on it. And I hope, I'm, I'm still hoping, you know, that the prices of uh, the launch will go down even more, you know, in the next five or 10 years and expect more people to be in the space. So yeah, Martinez, do you have anything to add on this or? No, so I think Nicola, Nicola has covered everything here. That's all I think it needs to say. You know, okay, okay. and. Uh, yeah, talking about the new space industry and the sustainability, and what are the difficulties faced by you guys on these topics, not only these topics, as you see, like you guys work on space education. You guys mainly focus on space education and networking, as you said. Uh, what are the difficulties you guys are currently faced, you know, like uh, currently facing and, uh, you know, that's some something which you guys are trying to figure out. Yeah, well, there's all the spectrum of difficulties. That we there, there's about. a lot. So obviously, we could emphasize probably on two main uh, issues, right? So one being mm -hmm. closer to what will work as a you know uh, education side, and now we see all those developing regions that simply don't have the access to space education, right? Because only. Only a select group, well, there's around like 90 or about 100 uh, countries that offer the space education, right? But others, like the rest 95, not so much. If it's developing region, individuals just don't have enough resources. They, you know, except if it's like internet and online resources, but there's also a lot of information 
but this a lot of information also creates a problem of okay where where do you focus right so but uh, we as a company so we're helping enable that for them to get this online education so that's one issue that's been uh, been out there right but the second issue which is more on a global like uh, industry scale right besides the education is the space debris uh, and uh, this became an issue with those accelerating rates of the satellites that were put on in the, out into the orbit, for example, right? And this laws and the regulations that we had in space didn't really change much since the 60s and 70s. It's kind of stayed a bit back uh, behind in the industry. And uh, in the beginning, when we were starting out as an industry, right, and when we first launched our, our spacecraft, right, to orbit, th that was not even... Uh, there was not a single person that could imagine that this was going to happen, right? This space debris and those millions of pieces of those, uh, you know, uh, spacecraft uh, leftovers that are now floating in space and posing threats of collision if it's with the satellites that are being put out or with interplanetary travel missions, right? So that kind of uh, creates that problem. Uh, but now the rates became so quick, this launch rates, you know, uh, it's very quick uh, timeframes, a lot of people are, have put out like uh, literally tens of thousands of satellites into orbits. And there's also plan to add around like 20, 30,000 more over the next decade as well. So uh, this creates a problem obviously, uh, and without proper regulation, but it's also good that we, I mean, currently see that there are companies which are, which are putting this as their bottom line to help solve this issue, right? And there's the government agencies, let's say like ESA and NASA and others that are backing them, right? If it's with the funding yeah. or with the you know R and D development, they assisting them with that. So that's great to see, and hopefully we'll see more and more companies that will be putting the sustainability forward, then chasing some short-term monetary benefits, right? And I'm yeah. sure Martinez will have some stuff to add because space debris, yeah. it's like his favorite field in the space industry. And yeah, I heard a lot about that. Uh, with Martinez yesterday, he was really interested on this. Yeah, you can you can talk, Martinez. Yeah, well, we'll see. Because currently, right now, while we speak, I'm still uh, looking at the LinkedIn posts that are currently made, and I don't know when this episode will come out, but I would like to see the input of your people as well, just the audience. Because uh, if you check me out, and obviously, I love to connect with you. So if you just check Martinez Ferotovas on LinkedIn, send me an invite, and you're probably gonna find if you scroll down, you're gonna find this recent poll uh, that I created so far. It's, uh, I just published it just a couple hours ago and it has 26 votes. Uh, and I asked people based on yesterday's conversation that we had with a presentation regarding the opportunities in space and the, the 10 drivers of the new space economy. So I included a few uh, and so far, the most votes have got the space debris. So 62%. So which so, one uh, is the runner up also? Space debris. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so so that's that's what that that's how I see also in the industry. So I don't want I want to make sure that I want to see and I wanted to check myself just to see where other people see an opportunities as well. Because obviously there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of these uh, drivers as we discussed yesterday. Again, that could be that serves uh, the needs of the businesses, improve services. Uh, gets products done, let's say if we're talking about additive manufacturing or, you know, 3D printing, or then we talk about subcomponents and pieces, launch systems, we're talking about EO, let's say data, uh, then we go beyond that, we're thinking about interplanetary emissions and propulsion systems and hardware software for that. So, I mean, th there's a lot that space industry can offer and the, what we pick, 
uh, right? So for me personally, as we, uh, as I looked at the business in the past, where it's currently exactly the same principle right now, I'll look what are the issues in the industry. If that's with the International Space Convention, with ed education, it's being applied exactly the same way, space-based education. So we'll look at these different verticals that relate to education and we see what is missing, right? Where the opportunities are. So that's why I'm most excited with the space debris is, Nicholas also said that now the private private kind of venture side of angel investors, they're finding those opportunities or even the government agencies, they're looking and supporting those with you know, R&D. It's good to see that people are also responding kind of same feedback. And that I, I don't want them to reaffirm that I'm right. I want them to reaffirm that they're seeing what I'm seeing. Right, that the that the problem has to be solved, and you know, uh, I hope this uh, voting will not only be something that happens on LinkedIn and stays on LinkedIn. Hopefully, by those by those numbers, and we'll see that in a few days when the poll will be over, how people will react. Right, if they some people will say, okay, that is a main issue. Maybe I can create something. Right, and that's what the poll is yeah. is here to do. You know, to serve as a kind of point uh, point of opinions, probably just to show people what could be next. And for me personally, that that's what it shows next, right? Because that's a big issue. Now we're facing yeah. here on the planet a lot of different issues. There could be poverty, one of those. So now we need, again, companies. How do you solve those issues, right? Vaccines is yeah. another thing prior to the COVID, where the vaccines yeah. was a total, had a completely different meaning before, right? Uh, so that was also an issue, right? And we had a lot of non-government, government organizations, private companies working on that, right? So space is being treated the same. So uh, for me, it's that. Space the proof. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you can continue, Martinez. No, I'm yeah. done. I'm finished. Yeah. So, obviously, space debris is a huge, huge market that's going to be coming up, and the one that I think will be following that obviously will be the space tourism. Not so much for the tourism side, but for the future space lines and space transportation that will be right created. I like to call them space lines. That will obviously enable for the quicker transportation between the cities and the continents and you know that that's also huge but obviously coming back again to enable that we need the space debris issue to be resolved right so that's why it's it's the one of the hugest things right now so yes let's go for our next question uh, something about the space businesses uh, this uh, which is established on different domains. So what's your advice for the people who are trying to form their own companies? And what are, what, what, you, what you guys feel the, uh, the major mistakes are done by the people who are entering the space industry? To be honest, that's my personal fear as well. You know, like you can take this as my personal question as well. What are the bigger mistakes people do in the beginning of, their space career, you know, like let's say when a person wants to start their own company, mm. they, they're, they're starting it, but you know, the consistency is the place mm. where they have a lot of problems. And I listened to Martinez mm. yesterday, it was a really interesting conversation about how people, you know, mess up in the middle of the. This question is a little bit complex. I'm trying to put it in, you know, like in a single question, oh. but you know, but it is as uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts I mean, there, with there's a lot. Things. There's a lot. Yeah. So, so start starting with one, for example. So, 
if we think so starting from a ground zero right i just have an idea right let's start with that i have an idea and i think that idea could be useful right but that idea again as we said in the core business is something that solves problems right so now what that means for that idea you'll need to do your research some of the companies they base that idea just on the trend right they see a curve happening let's see something for example like uh, uh something random out of the space industry amazon fba right very random so a lot of company a lot of individuals they say oh there's opportunity there right so, but maybe, maybe right now you're going to just jump in on a bandwagon. Maybe it's because it's trendy. You already could be too far in a curve. As we yesterday covered that, you, you're not going to be even early adopter on ideas. There's, the industry is getting saturated for you to even compete with those people because they already have too many resources and business knowledge to do that more successfully than you. It doesn't mean that you, you shouldn't follow your idea or passion if that's how we're being driven. That's also a different thing. We need to track the metrics. Business is simply numbers and, and metrics and tracking those to make sure that you can make better decisions, right, according on that. But uh, what that means that you, if you have a ground zero only idea, you need to spend time for the research. That it, There is no way around it. I mean, if you're just going to jump in the business idea just because you see somebody else is doing it, that's it. It's 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 definitely heading to failure. Whatever that needs for you to do and whatever time it needs for you to figure this out, you have to spend the time. But also at the same time, that's where things becoming kind of contradicting. And that's what business is. It contradicts one thought with another thought, you know, and you need to find that thin line in between that kind of, OK, I have to take action based on that. I just know enough. To, to make a decision and, and and to make sure that that decision, hopefully I can feel it with my gut if there is again experience there to actually have that kind of tuning fork, they'll help you to readjust, but that happens with experience. So assuming, again, once again, ground zero, no experience, just an idea. Follow the trend, follow the trend, follow the the uh, the data and, and the trend in the data, right? And, and to, to make sure that you spend the time for that. But uh, take the time to execute, you know, because you, of course, are going to make mistakes. Uh, and as yesterday we spoke also with you, Gurinath, that uh, a lot of people don't either execute too much or they execute a lot, but they don't do the research, right? Because sometimes as we do with a company with Nicholas, like we we run, 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 and we encounter some problems, issues, then we stop and we kind of, okay, slow down, slow down, we execute, refine, refine, and we go back and running again. We'll, we'll fix something and we continue to run. Because that's what the business is. Like it's it's a lot of a lot of sprints in the marathon, right? You just sprint, stop, sprint, stop, sprint, stop. Yeah, and that's how we reach those goals and targets, right? And there's all these other pieces that, that you know can uh, can determine uh, again if your business will succeed or not. If that's you know not even based on an idea, whatever the idea could be, it's the team members, right? Who's next to you? Who's actually executing together with you? Because that's also one of the other mistakes. A lot of the CEOs. If you can even call yourself a CEO, if you're only one person, I mean, you can call yourself founder, CEO, make it fancy, put it on LinkedIn, Facebook, I'm the founder. But I mean, what does it do, right? It's just like, let's forget the showcasing and, you know, like, oh, my, I'm this and that. What what your business is solving? How much value does it actually add to the economy? Does it improve something, right? That's the key piece here, right? Uh, but make sure to have the right people next to you. And whatever time for you, once again, as you put a time for the research, Put in the time for your partners. And that could be partners just like we are with Nicholas. So it could be a board advisors, right? They're also behind the company advising you how to run the successful company successfully. They have 
you know, uh, maybe a couple of decades of experience, probably, and hopefully that will be the case that can pour that knowledge into you and help you to understand how to make those decisions better. Because as we discussed yesterday, also those decisions will then determine how your company will look like, right? So, and other pieces like being ethically and just working sometimes, you know, you just have to work, work and figure things. Because if you're in a space right now that your company is not something that's kind of duplicatable, if you're not following other companies' footsteps and you're trying to innovate more, I mean, you're just going to have to work and figure and put in the time and those extra hours, whatever people say, this 10,000 rule. Look, it could be could be on it could be twenty thousand hours. But look, if you're running this a marathon, who cares, right? But look, what I'm trying to say that as now it doesn't make sense, maybe as much to what I'm speaking. That's how much it doesn't make sense in a business. It's just like you're gonna get thrown so many different pieces at you. You will be like, what what is happening? It's just too many things for me to consume at once. But that's what it is. Like it's it, most of the time it's confusing, especially in a start. You don't know where to start, what to take first. Is it the research? Is it the people? Is it the money? Is it the idea? Should I need to talk with people? Should I start a podcast? And now in this day and age where there's infinite information available, that's the issue. That that abundance of information confuses us, right? Because now I'm telling you one thing and maybe Nicholas will tell you a different thing. And it's only two people. Right. And imagine another hundred people telling you even different thing. No, no, no. You should start with the money. That's where the idea starts. So, look, but yeah, you have yeah. to decide what what is it right for you and where where those mistakes could be. Yeah. Even if you see my room personally, I have my own 3D printer, you know, and I started designing my own stuff. If you yeah. just see it here, turn it back. You can see my own 3D printer inside my room. Oh, wow. And yeah. I just sit down here, I design stuff, I just, you know, like, try, try to work on what I feel, and uh, I was even working on some 3D designing stuff. So, yeah, basically, as Martinez is saying, you know, you just, like, I just want to create a unique product, then, then you know, like, I can think about whether to make it as a money, or whether to make it as, you know, like, for, for me personally, it's like, Space is not about money making for me. I can just sit down and work all the day and night. I just want a small space to work. That's it. If I have it, I, I will work for space because space has a different set of people, you know. There will be people who are trying to invest and get the money back as soon as possible. But there are people who know who are really passionate and curious about space and uh, they work on it as well. This is something, you know, like everyone wants to differentiate where they want to be in the space industry. If they want the money back, I would suggest, you know, like then uh, they should go for investing on the stocks of uh, space companies. That's, yep. that's the only good thing, I would say. Yeah. I mean, Martina said it well, and also to your point, yeah, that is very important for the individuals who are getting started with our company to be like crystal clear about the reasons why they are starting the company, right? Because, uh, you know, uh, you need to know what, what is it that you're doing? Are you doing this for money only, which, you know, is definitely not the best way to start the business on, not the best reason for sure. Uh, and uh, uh, second is uh, that uh, what is your business doing? So is it creating something new that's never been done before and you're innovating on that, right? And you want to solve that problem, right? That problem that, you know, really bothers you? Or, or is it uh, 
something that you think that can be done better, right? And you want to improve on that. So you need to figure that out. So that's one thing you need to be clear why you are doing things. And the second thing that you need to do, you need to understand from the beginning, the business is tough, right? It's not easy. And you need to be fine with that. So you need to commit and you need to say that I'm not going to quit regardless how tough it will be because this is important to me to do that. This is the reason why I'm doing this and I need to carry through no matter what, right? And in that case, it will be fine because in business, there's a lot of things, a lot of bumps, right? It's not like you just uh, lack knowledge and expertise in one area, right? There's going to be 20, 30 things that will be exposed, right? And there will be day by day, month by month, something new will come up and, you know, you will be like, I just don't know this. I just don't know how to do this, right? But that's what the business owner is, right? To figure things, to find how to learn that and to get this understanding of all the pieces inside your company, how, how things operate, right? Because you need to do that. And you need to understand that that's what it's going to take. And yeah, let's go for the next question about the financial figures and the financial difficulties people face when they are trying to run a company. Make they, they need to make sure that they have enough investors like uh, like VCs or angels where they are where they get their interest. So, what are the main things which needs to be focused when they're working on the financial figures as a space startup? Hmm. financial figures okay well look so that's this is, a good question i mean this yeah. is, i mean i already know the answer to that because i mean everybody probably will give you a different opinion and nicholas will give you his take uh like mm -hmm. same as before and same as we're doing right now we're bush bootstrapped so when we still kind of whatever going through the company it's going back into the company right and we as ceos we're as the founders of the company we just you know, there's just so much that we need to survive, right? Uh, based on our conditions. And we're just, okay, let's pour back everything in a business, right? Uh, so bootstrapping is definitely a good way because then later in the future, you can show investor that, you know, there's all these companies that go out there and they all they have is just an idea, right? And that idea have don't even generate any income. So where you can create a company and bootstrap and whatever, how, whatever the amount of money that you have, let's say that's, 20 euros for a website, right? That's bootstrapping. Or if it's 15, 15 euros for an ad or anything like that, could be small amounts. And in the beginning for a lot of people could be small amounts, right? Because they don't maybe don't have that much. But whatever whatever that bootstrapping is, even if that's going and, you know, getting some cash from your grandma, you know, I don't know. But, you know, get creative. Go and beg on a street of the corner for, for at the end of the day. I mean, I don't know. Whatever you need to do, you need to do that. To get the money, you know, because it's always easy and people, you know, talk about that and that's on social media. Oh, go to investors. Like a lot of individuals, they don't have even experience to, to do something yet. Right. They could be very smart individuals that finished, you know, universities have MBAs or PhDs. But what they don't have is business experience. Right. Because because yeah. in a practical life, you the, the your degree is just going to help you so much. Right. Look, I've worked in four different industries, right? And and it requires the same and same and same and same things again, right? What are those things? Those are the things that you're not going to get by studying at university, 
right? That's an experience that you need, right? To understand how to manage business successfully. As, as you know, I talked about yesterday, this kind of bubble, right? And all these arrows are pointing at you. It's marketing, financing, uh, building a team, you know, uh, marketing, like all these different things that you're being hammered every single day. And know how to not, you know, how to still, you know, stay sane and make rational decisions. And besides that, how to compete with your competitor at the same time, who's also running and maybe with a bigger team, right? So that's very tough. And, and to know how to manage, how to juggle all these balls kind of in a circus right now, how to juggle all these balls at the same time, it's, it's, it requires experience. That, that's what it is, right? So, uh, uh, so bootstrapping is definitely a good way to get that experience and then carry through that experience to an investor and actually show them because they will see that. They, they, you know, there's certain things that just you can tell. Look, the other things, the 95%, as we always have, like when you meet somebody in the street, for example, or you meet somebody kind of brand new, how are you going to judge them? You're going to judge how they look and their demeanor, like the the, the phys- kind of physical part, you know, the body language, right? And that's how they go, those investors are going to treat you as well. You know, the fancy presentation is just going to do so much. The rest is going to be what you're going to say, how you're going to behave, you know, are you going to say this or are you going to be confident with this? The, the, how your body will be respond to the presentation that you have. And those things you cannot fake. You can fake a presentation. You cannot fake who you are, right? So for that, that means you need to get experience. So my advice will always be bootstrap. Look, unless you already have experience on or if you have a great, strong team behind you, they can help you to develop that product, develop that plan, and make sure that that's going to become what you're raising the money for, right? Because don't waste, you know, as I'm here, I'm not trying to waste anybody's time. Like, what my word is my word. What I promise that has to become, right? Of course, there's all these other circumstances that we cannot control, right? But we have to figure. We have to figure. We have to push. Made a mistake, be honest. Well, look, to avoid these mistakes, bootstrap, learn, Get mentors, get board advisors, and and create a strong team behind you that can help you to execute. Yeah, I mean, Martina said it just perfectly that bootstrapping obviously is the way to go if your business model allows you that, right? Uh, And if it doesn't still, I mean, the same applies. You need to do the research. You need to figure your business model, you know, perfect it, you know, polish it, right? And only then you should go to investors, which now we see that investments in the space industry are also growing, right? So there's a 17.1 billion that was invested in the last year, which is 50% times more, 50% more than was in the previous year. And it's also 3% of total investments from the VCs that came throughout all the industries, right? So investment is definitely there as long as there is a, great team with the great idea and with the you know who did the research and who have perfected their business model there is going to be funding for them so that's that's what we advise yes and yeah i guess we are gonna almost come coming to the end part of the podcast uh so basically my let, 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 let's talk about you know like my, my this is like for this part, I just kept it for the International Space Convention. So let's talk about International Space Convention. Why should a person need to understand, uh, uh, attend International Space Convention, either virtually or in offline? Uh, what, like, why should a person attend International Space Convention? I don't know. <laughs> seriously I, I don't know i don't know because because look at the end of the day 
we're we're not here to sell why people should attend these events. Yeah, these these events should sell themselves. Like if if an individual is looking at the page and like they still need to no, I'm not convinced yet. Like, well, I don't know what to tell you, right? Uh, look, if they go to mm -hmm. alterenterprises.store and just check out the individuals who are going to be speaking those three days, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and what, what their experience represents, if that's from the government side mm -hmm. or private business side, what they did in the past, right? There's going to be a little bit of bio about those people. So that should reflect why individuals should be attending these events, right? It says International Space Convention. So just based on name, you know, I assume people will be like, okay, that means there's going to be a big event. It's a convention. It should be a lot of great people that will share those insights. And that depends. I mean, as we also speak, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things are happening uh, at the same time. So it's all about the priorities and whatnot. But look, if you're willing to uh, uh, to learn from the best people, uh, if that's private or government side, and uh, understand how to get that venture capital money, because those also also going to be taking place. The, the people will talk about funding opportunities for emerging countries, for example. Or, or to learn how to work for some of these companies and workforce as being, let's say, one of the topics. Listen about space debris, next uh, kind of generation green propulsion systems. I mean, and many more different topics. I mean, it's a three-day event with 40 plus speakers online. So I'm sure people can learn a lot, right? But to answer that question, why should somebody attend? That question should be answered. You know, that's kind of private. Everybody make that decision privately, right? Uh, because, you know, attending is not an issue. We like to see people attending the ones who are thinking about this seriously, right? Uh, as look, in the past, back myself, I attended many events before, and that every event, maybe not in all the cases, like I'm going to be real, not all the cases they attend events, it's like, oh my God, it's a breakthrough moment happened, right? It doesn't happen. But look, with this event, it's totally going to happen because we just put so much time as a company and still do until this day, kind of finalizing all the things and still including new people until this day, right? To make sure that those those breakthrough moments can, can happen for individuals, right? So if that's enough for me to tell them and they can rationalize and say, okay, I like to attend that, look, don't. Don't attend because attend based on your decisions, what you want to do. If you're looking from the breakthrough moment, and if you feel serious about the industry or passionate about the industry, attend for those reasons, not for the reasons that I'm telling you. Yeah. Nicholas? Yeah, I mean, I just have to agree. <laughs> There's nothing really much to add from my side here. Yeah, I also remember, you know, like uh, when I was asking this question, I also forget that I also had an answer for this. In the beginning of the convention, I remember you were posting something about a lot of uh, founders and co-founders of different space ventures. I just invent invested in one of the space ventures and uh, now the stock value is like 90% up within like two months, I guess. Can, can I put, stock value can, can, is I, like, can I give it? Can I give a yeah. shout out to that company? Side of space. Side of space, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, it was the best decision I have done. Like, here you go. This so is big like shout out. Now I'm sure even the stock price will increase even more after yeah. this interview. <laughs> yeah, the best best investment ever made was inside a space. Big shout out for yeah. them, you know, like. Big uh, shout out to Carl Craig for yeah. making this happen, yes. Yeah, it was like, it's it's like the top. It's a, it's like a top in my portfolio now. Cyberspace so is like <laughs> having a big chunk of my portfolio. I was like, oh my god. There you go. So it was the interesting part, you know.
it was an interesting part. Well, well, happy to see that again. Individuals like yourself are looking to invest. You know, also in in space of that's through the stocks, right? Uh, you know, hopefully they will not be investing just because they want to shorten them or something. You know, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, there is opportunity from all these different spectrums. You know, if, if you want to invest, if you want to become part of that, you know, if there's people with the money, you know, there's a lot of, you know, individuals that are seeking for those fundings. I mean, uh, if you have some experience, like for undergrads, for undergrads as, as well, uh, there's a lot of individuals that are working as interns for the companies as well. And uh, we, because of the initiatives also that, that we also do, for example, with instructors that work with us and they provide on-demand uh, courses for individuals for space-based only, right? Uh, we also provide these benefits. So for people who work with us, uh, we say, look, we can help you with some of those introductions because we know a handful of companies that are seeking for employment. And that's always a big issue, finding a good talent, right? Finding good people. And some of those companies are young companies. So they're still, you know, kind of circling through those people and seeing who, who fits the most and adding more people. There's a lot of turnover. People do change. But look, maybe you're going to go there. Maybe you're going to stick. Maybe you have something unique to offer, right? Or maybe you're going to take yeah. away from that company and that will be an experience for you. And you'll say, okay, I can create something my own, right? So it's a beautiful place. I mean, it's really a good space to be creative, to, to express your creativity. You can be crazy here in this industry, as we see by some of the people that are out there, you know, in the social media and whatnot. You know, uh, some people call them crazy. Some people call them genius. And, you know, they've been called all the different names. But you can be yourself in this industry. You don't need to pretend that I worked in many different industries before. And I can tell you in some of those industries, you know, there's almost like, OK, you have to pretend. Right. You have to there is a certain image to things like how you should look and how your lifestyle should look. And you yeah. need to follow a certain kind of way of living and to kind of be together with those people kind of not top level. Right. I mean, in here you can be as crazy or as you know simple or as rich kind of looking. It doesn't matter. At the end is, is the product. Right. Is the product is the yeah. service. It's on a kind of bigger things on a bigger scale. So it's a really unique place to be in. Yeah. Space is like you will find people from different spectrum, you know, like any yeah. any kind of people, like rich people, poor people, students, people who want to be passionate about space. Even I saw people like who crossed their 40 and uh, they want to, you know, like switch back to what they like. So mm -hmm. I remember uh, like la in last few years, especially during this COVID times, I had an opportunity to talk with different people and most of them like had the time to realize what they are doing in life during this COVID period. That was the one good thing. And then people, you know, like started switching from their day-to-day -day jobs and uh, they just went on their passion. You know, That's something yeah. which I learned as well. And yeah. yeah I will be attaching Martinez and uh, Nicholas uh, LinkedIn pages and uh, Alter Enterprises page and also the place where you can download the ebook from Martinez and Nicholas. And do you guys have any end notes for the people? Nicholas, you want to close it? As for the insights. Like, well, like end mean, notes, yeah. Yeah, end for the notes. podcast for okay. the people. EndNote, so the EndNote is uh, simple. Uh, basically, EndNote is that uh, now is the best time and there would be for sure, there will be probably not, no time better than this to get started in the space industry. 
especially if you want to get started with your own company and you want to create that. Now is the great time as we see this, like, you know, the curve that also Martinez yesterday was discussing on the presentation. And I also happened to attend at the, at the end, right, for some 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, this uh, innovation adoption bell curve, right, that Martinez mentioned. So now is yeah. the time for sure to enroll. We see the thousands of companies that are already tens of thousands of companies in the space industry. We see hundreds of new companies emerging every single year. We see more and more people are being employed in the space industry. We see space economies rising, right? So now is the time to actually join this endeavor uh, and to create the services, to create your business, create the solutions that are needed and to benefit from that, obviously, the, the most that you can, right, in terms of benefiting the humanities activities in the space and the humanities future present in space, uh, or if it's, let's say, improving the life quality on Earth, right? So those two things. And now is the time. <laughs> the, what people will do is up to them, but uh, if they obviously already listening to this podcast and if they're going to go and attend the International Space Convention and if they will go and download the book, right? I'm assuming that they want to create the change and they want to create the company and they want to really affect the, where the industry is going, right? So now that, that is a good thing obviously to see. And hopefully there's going to be many of those people. And Martinez, your inbox? No, so I think Nicolas said it well. I mean, it's just how many more people we can see and, you know, um, how many more we can inspire, right? As, as individuals and, you know, hopefully from this, craziness this crazy talk intense talk or whatever we call this today <laughs> random talk hopefully some people uh, can go through talk, you know? all these pieces that we talked today and grab something yeah. oh there was something for me right so um that's all we, we're just here to to do what we need to do we know what we're doing we know what problems are we solving the question is do you know right uh so yeah. that that will be my kind of end note to figure what what that is okay yeah yeah, it's up to everyone's, you know, like individual decision on what problem they need to work on. Because space is, as you say, as you guys say, you know, it's a broad industry. They have to select your own domains. And for the people who are, you know, like really who wanted to work in space industry, just don't give up. Just uh, if you cannot find a job in space, just create your own company, then start working on your product. That's what I would say to them as well. People who are really passionate, uh, they sometimes they lose hope. But I hope you know, like uh, after seeing all these advances in, uh, in in space industry for last few years, I hope uh, it will it will be a big you know like motivation for them to create their own companies. And uh, yeah, that's it for uh, today's podcast, guys. And uh, Thank you so much for your time, uh, Martinez and Nicholas, for joining. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.